Soft Extreme. Whether you need an AEG rifle, a gas blowback rifle, or a gas blowback pistol, Airsoft Extreme is the place to go. Try them out and to buy them. Airsoft Extreme carries all the major brands of guns, tactical gear, BBs, whatever it is you need to play, go to Airsoft Extreme. So the only thing you need to remember is AirsoftExtreme.com. Dr. Airsoft's here. He's done a number of online blogs about uh, iPro safety gear, airsoftmedicine.com. So, yeah, give him a round of applause. Yeah! Who's missing their field uh, guard? He keeps a close watch on this heart of mine. That, that's because he's a doctor. And I am Dr. Airsoft and uh, actually practicing real medicine, not just airsoft medicine, but real medicine over here on Rangemaster. Larry, across the table from me. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. My elbow is really kind of achy now. So like uh, most airsoft podcasts, we say things like, you can reach us at mark at airsoftmedicine.com or larry at airsoftmedicine.com. And you can watch our videos at Airsoft Medicine on YouTube, and you can see what's going on on Facebook with Dr. Airsoft. And then we get into the part where we, oh, we thank our sponsors, mm-hmm. we have the commercials, right, Airsoft right. Extreme and Spartan Imports. And this this month, we're going to have to say some nice things about G&G Armament. Absolutely, because G&G made it possible for us to play at Operation Irene 2012. Yes, indeed. That's right, Irene 10. And we're here to tell you all about that. And so... We actually have some bonus material. Usually each week you waste 30 minutes of your life listening to whatever it is we have to say. Well, this week we're going to waste just a little bit more of your life. We don't know yet, but we're not going to necessarily <laughs> adhere to the 30-minute format. Either that or it'll be like a separate little thing. We don't even know until we get done editing yeah. the whole thing what it's, it looks like. It's freeform jazz. Yeah, but it's, be- it's a thing of beauty once you get done. Yeah, that, I'd, that's I'd like I, to think so. That's what I think. But does anyone ever write to Larry at airsoftmedicine.com? I, do you want me to check? i check real quick, would you? Um. I, while he while he checks that, we're, we're gonna I'm gonna kind of give you a little overview of uh, Operation Irene from, well, kind of front to back. Um, Operation Irene is one of those fabulous John Lou Lion Claws events. He's shaking his head over there. It took him that long to check my email. I got nothing. But um, I wanted to give. And this year it was held at Muscatatuck. Um, what was the official name of it? Muscatatuck. Muscatatuck. Oh, MUTC. Yeah. Urban Training Center. Urban Training Center. That's it. It's the Indiana National Guard. And it's located in Butlerville, Indiana. One of the near towns is a little place called Seymour, Indiana, which we chose to stay in. Now, being a kind of a novitiate in that area, I, I went to the, uh, well, I, I won't say which one, but I went to one of the uh, travel, you know, where you just basically find cheap travel, cheap hotels. And we came up with a, a place in, in Seymour. And I, I don't mind telling you where it is. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it has an eight, the number eight in there. And oh, it's a super eight and it wasn't very super. All right. I'll just say it. I, I wrote a, I wrote a, uh, <laughs> I wrote a scathing review on the, on the website, by the way. Uh, you'll find it. I'm sure if you care to look, but let me tell you what it looks like. So we get there, and we've, we've asked for a non-smoking room. And the guy takes us 
down the dingy hallway to the non-smoking room. But our non-smoking room smells like there have been 20 nicotine addicts hotboxing in there <laughs> until five minutes before we arrived. I mean, it, the, the, Dr. Airsoft wouldn't even let us turn the lights on. We opened the... <laughs> I was not going in that room. He wasn't even going to go in the room. It he, smelled so bad he, when that guy he, opened that he door. He figured, you know, two, three seconds in that room. How did he open the door? I have no did idea. Did he have like a master key? or Because we'll come to that. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Why? How did he open the door? That's why he took us to our rooms. It wasn't that it was high class quality service. It was because, well, the key thing isn't working so well. So he had to take us and, and uh, open the door for us. So, and we said, well, how's that going to work? He says, oh, I'll just let you in and out of your room as you need to. <laughs> well, he has no idea that we're in and out of a room as, as frequently as the average house cat. You know, we're going to bother you a lot, mister. <laughs> well, anyway, he changed rooms for us. We got to another room, and sure enough, he'd let us in and out and all that stuff. So we wake up at like, the crack of noon on Friday and decide to go out and get provisions and stuff. And, uh, you know, we needed to find uh, uh, gas for the guns and all that stuff. Because they're not going to let you take that on the uh, airplane. Right, right. So we come back t- to the room. And it's now, you know, early afternoon, right? Two, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And the guy still hasn't fixed the card reader. But there's some, some techs there working on it. We go back to the room. And he says, oh, don't worry about it. He says, you're going to have to let us in. He says, oh, don't worry about it. It's open. And I'm like, you're serious? We go back there, and indeed, our room was open. <laughs> the door with all, was With open. all our gear in it. With all our gear, just open. In the guy's defense, was there any other car in the entire parking lot for the hotel? <laughs> I think we, we, were, got... we were the only ones. It was the Bates Motel. We were the <laughs> only ones there. So, so we go back to the room. The, the, the room is open. We sit there, and we're commiserating. Well, here, here's some audio of us while we're in the room. And, uh, and oh, the room wasn't made up. No. But, well, here, listen to the audio. So we just got back from a certain unnamed restaurant that we don't want uh, people knowing we actually patronize. But we're loving it. <laughs> Come back to the room. Well, first of all, I have to back up. The, the guy doesn't give us a card to get. No, you have to back way up. We're staying here at the Super 8 in Seymour, Indiana. Never mind. Wait, the let's leave it running. All right, let's go. Yeah. I wonder if it picked up the knock oh, on the door. Knock, knock. Okay. Oh, hi. Oh, yeah. yeah so, come on in, please. Uh, Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll take this up later. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We can get out of your way. There we go. Okay. All right. We'll revisit this later. Okay, so so that was that. But then um, the guy's working on the card reader. We got to get that thing worked over so we can get, the, uh, get our own card. So, well, a little bit of that. Right above it. All right, but we don't have any here. No? If you have a service terminal, it's there. We don't make them without it. There's a safe service terminal on the top of it? No. What do you have in your hand? That uh, you say in a backside. What, what do you have in your hand? I don't have anything. Okay, we need to get the service terminal. Okay. Okay, you have the service terminal in your hand, the little palm unit? Yes. 
Okay, at the top of it, it says service terminal, correct? Service terminal, meaning like in a, we use in a store in a... Okay, that, so, so that was a guy on the phone trying to tell him how to make the thing work. Right, right. Now, the, he eventually did get the thing working, and we got our cards, and, you know, that was, but it was kind of a little late in the game, and it was late to change hotels, and, but uh, never, never going back there again, ladies and gentlemen. If you go to Operation Irene or have any other reason to stay in Seymour, Indiana, um, the Super 8's not, not your place. It, I don't know that it was any worse than uh, where we stayed the first year at SHOT Show. The uh, yeah right that one was uh, like I say I likened it to a to a prison cell except uh, that unlike a prison cell you could turn the lights out but it sure is inexpensive yeah well that's not always the you know inexpensive isn't always the the best way to go anyway we did find out that the happening place in Seymour Indiana on a Friday night is uh, is is Applebee's man yeah couldn't even get a place to sit so we got to hang out with our buddies from uh the g and g jimmy and terry jimmy and terry uh a couple of very affable uh fabulous dudes who hung out there the whole time uh both of them at one time or another i think played in the game but mostly uh pr jimmy just took pictures yeah okay so and and jimmy has some very incriminating pictures of dr airsoft (laughs) i haven't seen them yet i've been looking on the internet for them i have not found them. okay well he's got them and and when they pop up you'll know them when you see them I mean, it's not like the Dr. Laura pictures, but, but, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but they're, they're kind of incriminating for a doctor shell, let's just say. So I'm, I'm trying to find them now. <laughs> he's looking, you know, reputation.com. Anyway, so when we finally get to play, I'll tell you about the, 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 the AO, Operation Irene at Muscatatuck. It's a, it's a National Guard and FEMA, uh, Federal Emergency Management Act training center. And they're set up with all sorts of, um, how shall we say, uh, tableaus for fighting urban. They got woods. There's CQB. There's uh, there's a mosque there that they just built on on site for for a little realism. It's probably the only mosque in Butlerville, Indiana. I could be wrong about that. First first mosque. Yeah, the, the first mosque. Yes. First mosque. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, uh, we we ran into you attend first mosque. We we ran into one of our uh, colleagues there, uh, Steve of Airsoftology. He'll he'll tell you about it right here. We're here at uh, Irene between uh, the first and second sessions of the game. That would be Operation Irene. Operation that Irene. Opie of the OPI. Lion Claws Military Simulation Series, and we're here with Steve from Airsoftology. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Thanks for coming and joining us. Well, we, no problem. Uh, appreciate you being here. Can you guys hear the noise? <laughs> yeah, that that shows you how authentic it really is. Yeah. We actually are here at uh, Muscatatuck, Indiana, the base, and we have... Did you guys go last year? No, we weren't here last this, year. Is this your first time out? This is our first Irene. Okay. This, um, this is a great one for um, the stuff they have out in the field. Uh, Irene is... Uh, the Fort Knox is actually better for all the pyros. Cool. Fort Knox is, is actually a town designed for... Oh, let me just rephrase that. Muscatatuck was designed for FEMA... Um, National Guard and disaster recovery and as best urban combat as you can get. Fort Knox is designed for the special forces and all the um, oh. the elitists of elite because it gives them everything they need without actually having to be there to train. 
Yeah, this place has got, looks like they got falling down buildings. And that, when op we drove to, they had the flooded city. You know, oh, the, yeah, the flooded city though, yeah. was above it. Yeah. yeah, the houses, yeah. the neighborhoods that are halfway mm -hmm. underwater. It looks uh, a little bit like, uh, um, what was that? Katrina? Katrina, Rain, yeah. Rainstorm Katrina. Katrina. Yeah. Rainstorm <laughs> Katrina. Yeah. We're going to get hate mail for that one. Yeah, yeah no, that's fine. But, um, <laughs> yeah, this place, uh, from what it was the first year we came out here, uh, first year we were out here, it was um, just a psych ward. It was just a buildings. It was a... Uh, a last-minute effort because we got kicked out of Fort Knox uh, because they they needed it. Let me rephrase it. When they when we get kicked out of Fort Knox, it's not because we were bad. It's because the good guys need to actually train. So yeah. we came here, and eh, that year was kind of eh. then the we went to uh, Fort Knox, came back, and this place is a thousand times better than its first first uh, official Irene operation. Good deal. And you're, this year you're a role player. Yeah, I'm always a role player. Right. Uh, that's what we do every single year when we come out here. Uh, last year was the first time that I actually wasn't a role player. I was a uh, cameraman. And I sat and videotaped Jonathan all day Jonathan. long. <laughs> What's your role? Uh, we are insurgents. Yeah, I don't know. I just give, I give a gun and they go go that way and shoot at the bad guys, good guys. Oh, okay. you get to shoot too. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. oh no, yeah. yeah. We we have to. We're, our job is to give the people who actually play to pay to play to come out to give them a good experience. When we were told come out and play, have fun, bring your C game. Now, did you also have to care for the goats? Yeah, I got attacked by one earlier. <laughs> mm -hmm. I had scared the did living. You see the goats? Yeah, I saw the yeah. goats. Yeah. What happened was uh, after the first op that we did, uh, someone left the gate open, and the alpha goat came out. Oh, and geez. he's wandering around, and I'm trying to load my look up, and he's coming straight at me. And I'm like, dude, go away. He's like, don't do that. And he started coming towards me, so I picked the gun up <laughs> to shoot him. I grabbed the only gun on the ground that had no mag in it. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> Like, no, no, he's the alpha. Don't shoot him. You're being aggressive. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to get away from him. No goat shooting. Yeah. No, you can't shoot the goats. So. So is that what you're doing the whole weekend, that same scenario over and no, over? No, no, no. We'll, we'll be on the entire field. Okay. We've got, we've got different roles we have to do out throughout the weekend. Okay. So but this one was um, we took Afghani Village. We were the bad guys. We took the, the farmer's hostage and the um, – you guys are on what side? Delta. We Delta. Delta. And the other team is Charlie. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Charlie team came in. No, Delta came in first, and Charlie came in second. Okay. And then they had to do that role twice. Oh, the same thing we did. Yeah. Okay. So when I came in, it was after the building had been cleared, and then we were getting in the tunnels. By the time I got there, at Af the Afghan village. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. We had already been all killed by then. Yeah, those tunnels are kind of creepy. Oh my goodness! I couldn't believe. It. I'm glad, actually, glad that we weren't able to have guns when we first got here mm -hmm. because. That would have been worthless with a rifle in there. Yeah, you can't take a rifle. It's a pistol yeah. only. Yeah, yeah, we... Um, Dragging a gun on there. We were told uh, yesterday we were going to be the tunnel rats. So, we're, so what we did, we went out to the main field and found the tunnels, which are not the tunnels we're supposed to be in. Oh. Yeah, there's asbestos and uh, oh. high voltage and... Lead. Was yeah, was it uh, low pressure and high pressure water lines. And chupacabras. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool down there, though. And they've got some. I mean, you can go from building to building through those tunnels. Uh, oh my goodness! Really? The, the, the but minaret, we're not supposed to be in them. The minaret on yonder mosque is calling the faithful. I, we're we're supposed to be back on station. <laughs> is that where they were? Yeah, I heard something. We're being supposed called. to be back on station in fifteen minutes. So. Oh, we better get. It right, takes me that long to Steve's, get dressed. He's got to go get his. Uh, yeah, I got to get my haji gear on. His his haji and and, uh, Actually, I'm in most of it. I just got to put on my uh, old school woodland uh, LBV and a couple That's other it? things. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Steve. Yeah. No problem. You guys have you. a good one. All nice right. to see you again. Yeah. So uh, we always appreciate running into a, a fellow podcaster, and that was that was kind of fun. Now.
they hooked us up. There was another podcaster there. We should give them a shout out. Oh yeah, that's right. James from uh, um, Airsoft. This Airsoft. week in Airsoft. This week in Airsoft. Yeah. <clears throat> hey James. Yep. Hey James. And and in company. In company. Yeah, we're there. Um, I want to talk a little bit about oh uh, the group we we hooked up with. Cam. Cam. K A M, which stands for Kentuckiana Mercenaries. Right. Now they explained to us that Kentuckiana, apparently the the demilitarized zone between um, Indiana and Kentucky, you know, there's the DMZ right there that's bifurcated, bisected by the Ohio River, is referred to as Kentuckiana. It's like its own world. Or I suppose they could have called it Inducky, but, yeah. but, but they decided to call it uh, Kentuckiana, and it's its own little world. These guys are the Kentuckiana mercenaries. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys with names like RJ and Mickey and Scarecrow and Bone, and but a great bunch of guys to run with. Yeah. And, uh, I got to run with him for, um, the first part of the day. Yeah. And then I, I, I got, I wish I had the camera on when uh, I got 86. <laughs> now, how does range master Larry get thrown out? A celebrity. Well, this, look at, this look should at, have been in the national Enquirer. There I, should have been pictures with like a D list celebrity with, <laughs> with Mr. L. I didn't and you. Yeah. Did I punch did I punch out a cameraman? No. I didn't I didn't do anything like that. Was it my conduct? It was not my conduct. No. The the um the regs called for a particular uniform. You know, now in my naivete, I simply believe that Delta would be in Woodland and that Charlie Company would be in uh three colored uh, uh, desert. desert. Yeah, right. And then you've you've got the insurgents, then you have the local police and then there's just other role players like citizens that are walking around and just kind of jamming things up so um i was wearing woodland but it was the three color usmc marpat digital digital woodland digital woodland marpat woodland and i was looking good well i ran into john lou and he says hey uh not so much my friend the warnord was sent out Months ago, two months, yeah, months ago, and uh, that's not the official woodland pattern, and you can't wear that. And I said, "Oh, okay." He says, "There's woodland for sale back at the, you know, back in the uh, selling area." I went back there. And they, yeah, there was some woodland for sale, but I, I wasn't going to pay what they wanted. <clears throat> so, feeling a little frustrated and. After, out. after flying out how many miles? Yeah, flying from California. Taking days off work. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, there's got to be a way around this. So I, I, I dressed in something un, unaggressive, put on my red rag, kept my face and, and eye pro out there, and I walked out and, and uh, I ran into to, uh, um, John Liu and his uh, aide-de-camp. And I said, hey, man, um, since I'm no longer playing, can I volunteer for you? And he says, oh, well, this is Chuck. Chuck will show you. I mean, he'll, he'll hook you up. Well, he hooked me up with Steve of Airsoftology. Who we had talked to just before yeah. that. And decided I can be an insurgent. And I thought, outstanding. I have twice as many targets now. <laughs> you know? From the target outhouse to the penthouse. So <laughs> it became a very target-rich environment for me. So, so, um, so talk, Doc, talk about the... Uh, um, the AO. I mean, I, you you did something I didn't do, which was, uh, well, we got to well, be you were on, there. I was there. We, we had to be the QRF team. Okay, so the, they they take this just one platoon at a time off site to another location, another AO, 
and it was a large field. And at the end of the field was a, kind of a little haji mansion, I guess you'd call it, mm-hmm. with goat pen, with goats and everything. Actual I mean, goats. It, it was, yeah. yeah, it was as realistic as it gets. You're when you're stepping in stuff and slipping, it's the real thing. <laughs> and so the field was open yeah. between the landing area. I guess it's the LZ. Yeah. And they were shooting rockets that could go all the way to the end of the field. So you couldn't really stay there, although you were staying there guarding yeah, our yeah. intelligence officer. I was just out of the range of the area effect weapons. Yeah, but yeah. I think you were out of play, I think. Maybe. You were outside of the little flags on the right. ground. So I, I was medic because we didn't have our guns yet. That, that had to do with something else. But we didn't have our our, uh, our AEGs, which would later be supplied by G&G Armament, mm-hmm. uh, the sponsors of airsoft medicine attending operation irene 10 so there there's a forest along one side and you could you know stick with that and get through with some cover to approach the 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 haji mansion yeah Yeah, haji mansion yeah so by the time i got there because i was kind of hanging back doing the medic thing by the time i got there it was cleared out so i'm in there clearing rooms they're all clear of course that that's my style of room clearing and then uh so we realized that the entire structure was cleared out then we discovered the tunnels. We still had hostages in tunnels. Underneath the Haji McMansion. Under the mansion, under the goats, under... This was the very extensive tunnel system. Now, what, what line... Are they dirt tunnels? Are they... T- yeah, well, they, they uh, I think they had cement on the sides. Yeah. So they weren't going to fall in on you. Were they flooded or dirt? Or there was, there was the some water in there. Yeah. But for the most part, you're walking on dirt and rocks. And what did you do to see? They're obviously not lighted. I right? didn't have my light. Oh. Because I didn't have the, my uh, rifle. I didn't have a tack light. And it was in the middle of the day. So thankfully, there was another guy in the tunnel with me who had a tack light. But he went on ahead. And I'm sitting there in this tunnel realizing this guy's on his hands and knees to be able to get through this. And I was thinking, I don't know that I can <laughs> do this because of my recurring dreams about being in tight spaces. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know that I can do this. And he says, come on. And I said, well, do you have a light? I, I can't see you. He shines the light back at me so I can see. So I follow him. And I was fine. I didn't have any problems at all. And like I kind of thought I might. And uh, hands and knees. And then we got to one place where you could get up and actually walk on your feet just hunched over. It was that big in some places. But it would continually have intersections and whys. And this guy in front of me, he would just unload with his pistol down each direction. Blind? Well, it was black. <laughs> <laughs> if your light was off it was <laughs> but he was sent, presenting himself as a target so is that truly blind firing i i don't know but you so, know what so i didn't blind fire he hit a guy the umps can't see anything <laughs> there were no umps in the <laughs> no umps went in the, the tunnel oddly yeah the, the, there was a guy that he hit right at an intersection and then he he fell back because he'd emptied his magazine and so it was my turn i couldn't see anything the guy's there so the guy says you want me to step off to the side and it was very nice of of the guy to say that. And so he did, I asked him, yes, please, please do get out of the little line of fire here. And then waited for my guy to shine a light down there. Of course, his buddy is right there. Mm-hmm. So he did step out of the way so I could, you know, have a clear shot or his guy could have a clear shot at me. So I, I double tapped the guy and, and got him. Yeah. And that was kind of cool in the tunnel around the corner. And then we met up with some other guys from Delta. And then we were, you know, trying to make sure all the avenues were, were cleared. I couldn't remember how, how we got there. There were that many changes and that length of distance and then changing from tall to short to tall to short. Yeah. So eventually so you, we so found our lost, way out. Lost, well, yeah. Meanwhile, we're waiting in the dust off, ready to leave. You guys were probably waiting a while, weren't you? We were. 
and I'm on the radio, you know, on on, on channel 17. It doesn't work in the doctor air. So, you know, where are you? Tunnels. Yeah, he finally showed up because uh, there, you weren't the only straggler. There was other guys covered with with dirt all over the oh, front man, of we were them. Dirty. <laughs> That's oh, you were in the tunnels, weren't you? Yeah. You know, you, you, we talk about sticking to the the objective. That comes out really clearly on one of the videos I posted. Did you see them at all? Yeah, I want to talk to you about that one video um, because the, the, I think I may have shot you. Are you serious? I am serious. When I was an you insurgent, got me. I think so. On the day that, that was I was you? an insurgent, I was up on top of the seventh floor of a. That, well, that's where it came from. Yeah, see, I was, but I never saw anything. I I just saw the green unis, and I could I looked down. You were was, looking. You know where that was, area was. Was that Sunday morning? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking down, and the thing that I keyed on was this big concrete culvert, a section of concrete culvert that was just laying there in the street. Well, like that a, I was hiding behind. That you were hiding behind, but not well enough, my friend, because I saw the, well at all. I couldn't yeah. see you guys. And I'm I'm just laying fire down oh on my this. Goodness. And you got me. I think it was you. I didn't that, realize that until I saw your your helmet cam footage. That's where a cam was, Kentuckyana. Yeah. That that yeah. was us. Yeah, I'm afraid I got you. Sorry well, about well, that. Well, that video. Uh, illustrates how we stayed to the objective because the objective was to get you guys, the insurgents in that building, well, well to get well, your the, warlord. The, uh, the warlord, ID'd, was in the building. He was up on the seventh floor of this, what looked like a, a parking lot, uh, yeah, a, a parking structure. Or, a, or a, bil- a building with cinder blocks on the sides that wasn't quite finished on each floor. Yeah, it was just, a, it was a mess and, and there was all kinds of hidey holes and stuff yeah. inside of it. I'm up on the top and the top is pretty well clear. It's a roof. But and it wasn't like I could just shoot with impunity, because it, sometimes just when I leaned you. over, oh well, you could see. But then I realized there's other dudes on other rooftops that are they're picking away at us and snipers. So, um, and some of these guys are good. They're very good. And I guess now would be a good time to say it. There were tons of those uh, Polar Star. Uh, oh, the gas fusion engine. Yeah, the gas ones, the the really consistent ones. Uh, for a lot of the snipers had them. Right. Uh, for those of you not quite sure what we're talking about, you, you know, back in the old paintball days where you used to carry your uh, CO2 or compressed air tank in your backpack with the uh, the little uh, curly Q cable or, or hose that runs to it, a regulator. Uh, these Polar Stars run just like that, and they're very consistent. But, um, man, do they they put out some serious bbs very consistently and with a pretty decent velocity and i you know when i got hit i didn't know who was shooting me with what um there were there were some amazing shooters out there where i would look up and go where did that come from now one guy stood next to me he he was kind of funny he got hit he thinks it was an acorn after the fact he was standing under this tree and this acorn fell out of the tree hit him on the helmet and he just he pulled out his dead rag. What a good guy. Oh, oh I'm hit. <laughs> no, dude, that was an acorn. Anyway. Uh, now, what I was going to say was keeping to the objective on, on that very video, yeah. you see that we meet Charlie. Yeah. All the guys in the Desert Three Color, and we're right. not shooting each other. This right. is the only time in the whole game that we're not shooting each other. Okay, so you guys were united to get we're, in. We're sticking to the uh, mission, which is to get you. Right. Yeah, so I'm up on the, on the, on the roof with uh, Warlord ID'd, and just having the time of my life, uh, helping reload mags, and yeah, we just we had a buttload of BBs up there. You're never going to wear the right camo again. No, no. I mean, being an insurgent is kind of fun, <laughs> and shooting away. And we we finally got taken out though. Um, some Delta operators came up. Was it the Strikers? I don't know who they were. the The leader the the leader had a uh, 
and it wasn't a put on. He had, had some sort of an accent, like a European accent I, I didn't identify. But okay, so picture this. I'm sitting at the uh, at this thing. There's a there's a stairwell. It comes up to the top of the rooftop. That stairwell is uh, guarded on three sides by a cinder block wall. It's about chest high to a man. Well, Steve of of um, um, Airsoftology, he's at the top shooting down the stairs. I've got a pistol because I couldn't bring myself to shoot people with an AEG at that closer range, even though it was technically legal. I was told. I've got my my KWA pistol and I'm I'm going to shoot down the stairway as they come up. Now, they these guys have had to fight using grenades and whatever other thing they can use through six layers of insurgents. There were probably 60 of us in that building. And it's down now to like three of us. I mean literally cuz Steve gets shot and I know they're coming. These guys throw a, a grenade up, but the rule was Grenades are not area effect unless you're hit by the BB. But I could hear it land. Somebody yells grenade. You know, they yell frag out. I'm down. Boom. I'm up. These guys are starting to pour up through the stairs. I'm, I'm pouring fire on them with my, my pistol. But these guys are some serious operators. They come up, flood around both sides of that little three-wall three structure. Yeah, this was the strikers. And, and I got stitched up. Of course, I, I expected it. In fact, the leader asked him, I'm sorry if I overshot you. I said, look, man, guy. I expected no less. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break here, uh, play safely, and the other half, uh, you'll, you'll have to play the other file to get the other half of this description of Irene 10 on this very special airsoft medicine. Spartan Imports Incorporated is one of North America's largest distributors of premium quality airsoft products for military training and recreational purposes. Our major product lines have full warranties, and we offer comprehensive in-house, dealer, and consumer technical support. Among the many brands and items we carry, Spartan Imports is the exclusive distributor of Magpul licensed PTS airsoft products, Classic Army and Javelin brands of airsoft guns, and Amp Tactical and Mag brands of high-quality airsoft and recreational shooting optics and accessories.